0: Okay, good evening. It's Lisa here with another 1440 interview. Tonight I have Rob Wilman here to share his entrepreneurial journey. So Rob, if you want to get started, um just tell us about your typical day as an online entrepreneur and uh, also as a dad and your <laughs> offline job. How do you manage it all?
1: Oh, sure. Well, first thanks uh thanks for having me. Thanks for uh for the invite i really appreciate it um it's that's that's a rather loaded question um there's gosh there's so much that happens um between both my day job and then with all the online stuff Uh, but then you know also being the uh, father of two kids and have being married 21 years 21 years now um it's uh you know it's it definitely takes some juggling um i would say that Um I owe a lot of my success, especially at my online job where I work for a virtualization software company. Um I owe a lot of my success to time management. Um I learned early on a technique to divide my time up, and I can talk about that a little bit.
0: Um, but
1: I, I do that. Um and then I kind of uh let's see typically Monday through Friday, I'm working like eight, sometimes nine hours, um, during my day job. But then when I'm done and it's my time, um, I, you know, just like you, I kind of have to prioritize, well, what am I going to do with my time? And I find that, um, early in the day, when I first get started, when I wake up early, um, I'm the first one up and having that solitude and time early in the morning lets me sort of set my day, um, I think I told you this in the past, but uh, I used to be a minister years ago, and um, so because of that, I was also involved in a um, drug rehab center as one of the chaplains, right, and as operations manager, so I did a lot of work with homeless people, and when we did this, we would have a daily reading every day that was always a chapter out of the book of Proverbs, which was always kind of like life lessons, you know. it's good stuff because it's very applicable and it was kind of neat to do this with these guys in this rehab program. So even to this day, I still read a chapter out of Proverbs based on the date. So like today's the fourth. So I would read Proverbs four. Um, There's 31 chapters in Proverbs, which works out perfectly because some days some months there's 31 days. So you can, it makes it to where you're reading certain chapters over and over. So I get a lot of life lessons from that. Um, And it also helps me sort of set my agenda. It's like after I spend time alone and doing some reading, um, then at that point, I'm like, okay, well, what do I have planned for today? And, you know, work is always a big part of it because it takes up such a huge chunk of my day. But then what about all the other stuff you have to run, you know, as a family, there's taking care of the house and everything else. So I try to prioritize um, earlier in the day rather than uh, later. Uh, I've tried different um, journaling techniques too. Um, some of them have worked really well for me. And <clears throat> I think it was you who recommended, um, a book that I read that talked about, uh, don't break the chain, the consistency, um, you know, right. that whole concept. Right. And I really jumped on that. And for the longest time, like for months, my son and I did, it was like, we do dad jokes. Right. Which is a blast for my son because he's 12 and the two of us, we love doing this. Um, But like just that consistency. And so planning to do things like that long term uh, and to be consistent has definitely helped me, especially in um, in my professional career that I do full time at the software company. Um, Being able to plan my day early on has really helped. Now that I work from home, it's a lot different. I used to go into an office. Um, where I was surrounded by I don't know, 600 engineers or so, um, you know, and it was a think tank and everybody was busy and we, and now suddenly all of that's gone. And now it's just you, a computer, a couple of monitors, a camera, you know, and it's, it's a little bit different because I would take that time in my morning drive because it's seven minutes from my house to the office. Cause I moved here specifically to be close to where I worked. Oh, and yeah. uh, because I'm like, I didn't want to commute like an hour every day in Colorado. So um, I'm here and on this commute, I would think through my day and I would have that time of reflection of, well, what am I going to do when I get into the office, you know, and sort of refresh myself on what happened the previous day. But now I work from home. My commute takes me 20 seconds to get yeah. stairs into the basement, you know? So uh, it's kind of a, well, now I have to actually force myself to in the morning, just do this task of setting up my day. And for a while, I didn't do that. And it was obvious in my online efforts because it was really easy to just fall behind, to not answer, to not work on things. But this magical and amazing thing happened while I did that. I took a large break from being online um, due to my uh, head injury and some stuff that I had going on. My autoresponder kept working. It kept sending the emails you know, my pages that I had set up and some of the advertising that I had with that was renewing per month, I just, it just kept running and it kept working. And even though I wasn't super consistent during that time period, my autoresponder was, my lead capture pages were, you know, and then I'm like, wow, well, I, I need to really jump on this because now this is starting to pick up and I need to continue this. And so that's been really nice. So that's sort of what I do. Um, I know that's sort of a roundabout effort. I juggle a lot of stuff and I try to spend time organizing my day in the morning. Uh, sometimes it goes well, sometimes not so well.
0: Hmm. So like what, what tools do you use to organize your day? Do you have any techniques or tools that you,
1: I do. Um, I use Trello. Um, if you've, Uh, heard of it. It's a great uh, system where there's um, it helps you organize almost like if you had post-it notes or sticky notes. And so what you can do is you can take these notes and you can move them from like column to column. And um, I learned a system that's called Kanban K-A-N-B-A-N which is a methodology that the Japanese came up with um, on this sort of system of moving things from one process to another. Uh, And so what I did was I applied this to Trello and it's super common in the software world. A lot of people use this method. So there's like a list of tasks in one side and then what you're actually working on in one column. And then if anything's blocked, it goes into this column. And then things that are complete go on the end. And the job is to take each one of these cards and get them to go through this process left to right. So that way you have a constant list of things to work on. You just go to the list of your stack of stuff take one of these tasks, move it in the working column, and you only work on one thing at a time. Uh, And then when you either put it in the complete pile or in the blocked pile, if you get distracted or have to work on something else, you can create another card and move it around. So I like that system of organizing. It works really well for me. So I do that. And Trello is free and allows you to do this for, uh, you can have multiple of these sort of organizational boards. There's templates and all kinds of stuff. So I use that pretty heavily. And then the other one for my actual time itself. So that helps me organize my tasks, like Mm -hmm. what I have to do. But then there's the problem of, well, how much time is it going to take you to do something? And in the software world, uh, when you're developing software, working on software, um, there are always deadlines. And there's always priorities of what are you going to spend your time on? And what are you going to work on? Um, And so working for a software company, there is a continuous supply of work there's always just a deadline for getting from a to b so you have to be pretty proficient with your time so i do something called pomodoro which is the italian word for tomato Mm -hmm. and it's a tomato timer i don't know if you've ever heard of the pomodoro technique but i love it
0: i have eliana actually mentioned that
1: to me oh did she yeah yeah it's a good technique it really works um what you do is you take um, you take a timer and you can even get one. You can get uh, Pomodoro on uh, Chrome. You can get it as an extension. So you can even have it in your browser. Oh, if you cool. it. So you don't have to use like an actual timer. An analog this, timer. <laughs> but they this came out in the 80s, which is why he had an analog timer. You know, this yeah. was, you know, personal computers were just coming on the market. And, you know, but people still had tasks and had to organize them. So that's how he came up with it. So this guy um, came up with this idea um, that you set your timer for 25 minutes. And then during that 25 minute period, you do one task. One thing you try not to multitask and try to do five things at once. You don't check Twitter, you don't look on Hive, you know. I mean, unless you're posting something on Hive and you're actually writing, you know, but you stay mm-hmm. focused on one thing. Um, and then at the end of um, you know, the 25 minutes, um, if you weren't interrupted and you stayed on one task, that's considered a success. And then at that point, you can take a break, usually five minutes. So you're only working for 25 minutes. And you take a five minute break, 25 minutes and five minute break. You do that several times, three, four times, and then you take a longer break, 15, 20 minutes where the software company is where i work we have this really nice lake uh, with a path around it right next to our building so whenever it's um whenever it wasn't covid and i had one of these longer breaks to take i would just take the elevator down walk around the lake you know it was and then come back and um, it it would take 15 minutes or so like so it was perfect but now i just force myself to like get up and step away so you do that after 3 or 4 of those So if you think about it, 25 minutes of work and five minutes of breaks, half an hour. So you can get two Pomodoro in or two of these. That's what they're called. Each one of these cycles is one Pomodoro. You can get two of them in an hour. So that got me to the point where I'm like, okay, it gets you really good at time estimation. Because what you do is you take your journal or your spreadsheet or whatever you're tracking in and whatever these tasks are. And in my case, I com- I marry them all together and I'm taking my stuff from Trello, my task. And I think, okay, realistically in a work day, how many hours am I going to spend actually working? Mm-hmm. Let me- and so that means if I get so many Pomodoro in a day, that's good. Let me look at my tasks and see how many of these make up a 25 or 30 minute time period. Okay. That task is going to take an hour and a half. That's three of them. That one's going to take two and a half hours or three hours. And so then you would just document, I think it's going to take me four Pomodoro maybe. And then you do this. And at the end, you look back and say, well, was I right? Did it take me four or did it take me five or did it take me less? Or, And at the end of the day, you take the very end of your day, uh, the last 30 minutes to just go over how your day went with time management. And I know it sounds like you're eating up a lot of stuff with you're shaving off half an hour at the end of your day to assess what you did. You're only working 25 minutes instead of 30, you know, that kind of stuff, but staying singularly focused and using a technique like this really works. And software companies have pushed this out, you know, worldwide. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that do this. If you look up blogs on Pomodoro, you'll find a ton of people that do this. And so combining these two systems, I have one thing I use to Organize my tasks. And I got another one that I used to organize my time spent on those tasks. And that's really, really helped me to excel where I work because I get stuff done. Oh, and that's how that works. You know, so it's kind of neat.
0: Efficiency is cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not, sometimes I have really efficient days where I'm like, man, this is great. And you get done at the end of the day and you look back and you're like, look at all this work that I did. This is fantastic. You know, I'm really proud of this. And then other times you're like, Yeah, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. But at least you're thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you're just sort of laxadaisical and just going through life because that's that's a recipe to get to the end of it without accomplishing anything.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I've gotten off I've gotten better at uh staying away from just being busy and you know really forcing myself to be productive. It's I do better yeah. than
1: I do. I was, I do that sometimes. You know what? It's there's so many shiny bells and whistles. I think online oh, yeah. that it's so easy to get distracted. And if we're really honest with ourselves, as far as it goes with uh, working online, we want to do the the minimal amount of work that produces the maximum amount of money. Right. Right. You're you're going to I mean, you don't want to spend all your time doing something if it's going to earn you next to nothing. When we were watching um, the Thursday Night Live show that was right before this, you could tell that both of those guys are sort of really focused in on maximizing their sort of profit potential per day by what they do. I think sometimes as marketers, when something new and exciting comes along, we want to spend all this time reading and discovering and learning about XYZ, and then we want to do all this other stuff. My problem is some of that just doesn't earn me any money. And so I get frustrated when I find that I spend time on things like, here's a good example. I love mailers. I love advertising on mailers. My problem was I was getting such sporadic results when I was tracking everything. I'm like, well, why is it that this one is doing well and this one isn't Mm -hmm. largely had to do with the number of people and how responsive they were. I want to spend my time and I make the most money when I advertise on a list that has active people.
0: Right.
1: How do you determine that? I figured out that if I, You know, and this is what, one of the reasons I did this, because I got really frustrated using a mailer and setting it up and filling out my profile and doing all this stuff on this website, you know, so that you look like you're a pro at, you know, this one specific mailer and you go through all this time and then you get done only to realize it's a dead mailer and nobody uses it. You know, that's like such a waste when you do stuff like that. But, you know, and, but I found that when that happened, I I was like, well, how can I determine that it's good? Okay. Sign up go into Google and set up a label, assign it to every email that comes in, gets put in that folder with that label. And then I would just sit here and when I go to assess which labels work, I just open up and look at the labels and say, well, how many emails have I sent? Because if nobody's sending emails on a mailer, they're not very active. So I look at the ones that get a lot of emails that go through them means there's a lot of people hitting the send button means Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people reading the emails that I send you know and so i've been able to sort of be more efficient with my time by not spending time on things that i enjoy doing but they're not making me any money right you know, that's a that's a big one you know cuz we got one shot at this right <laughs>
0: oh. yeah my and you know my husband's supporting me doing this so both financially and other ways so I'm, I'm doing the best i can to get you know something productive something that's going to start earning my you know i'm doing better with this though in the last year and a half that i've ha- had with any other thing i've tried so
1: me too i'm using i'm talking about ctp and blockchain is that what you're meaning or
0: exactly that
1: yeah yep yeah. I love your 1440. It's such a good idea.
0: Oh, thanks. Actually, John inspired that. He was talking about 1440. We all have 1440 minutes. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I could do with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> There's a book that he recommended that I read recently that said something like, you make a, you make a total of um, one significant decision per minute. So if that's the case and it's, you know, we're not awake 24 hours, but, you know, think about all those decisions each minute that we make of some type that are going to impact our day. You know, that's, that's significant.
0: And you know, I got a way later start this morning because we had a, a drive. We took my dad up to meet my sister. Mm -hmm. He's spending the weekend at my sister's house because her son's going to be in town from college so that was, you know, 112 mile drive this morning.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> now you guys are, you're just south of Milwaukee, right? You're right. That If I know, I don't know much about that area. I kind of, you know, know some about geography yeah, an, in that area. We're an hour south of
0: Milwaukee and an hour north of Chicago. <clears throat> oh, nice. So we're between That's... two large cities.
1: That's two towns that I've wanted to visit, and I've never seen either one of them.
0: They both have something cool to offer. We ha- i mean, I haven't been anywhere really in the last year because mm. of COVID. We just don't go yeah. out.
1: And and my wife and I both got it.
0: Oh wow! Well, we didn't get it. We we were lucky. It was rough.
1: She had a fever for thirteen days. Um, she's a kidney transplant recipient so you know she's on immunosuppressant medicine for that and so it's really easy for her to get sick or to stay sick so yeah it was pretty rough but you know she's doing great now I think she's upstairs um, trying to um, corral the dogs it sounds like
0: (laughs) so I mean you how long have you been Working online.
1: That's a great question. Um I started, no kidding, um nineteen ninety-seven, ninety-eight, around there. Um, and <clears throat> I wrote an ebook um on newsletters, did quite well. Um and then left the business my uh i got married um and we had our first kid and i was good at uh computers and other stuff so i sort of had a beginning then mm-hmm. and then um i went into web design for a while so instead of actually doing online marketing i was i did some development of websites and stuff for other people and then in Uh, for other companies. I developed a database and stuff for them and that's how I kind of went into IT. But um, I started a long time ago but then quit Um, and I really wish that I would have kept it up back then because it would have been a different world for me now, you know, but but it's okay because I learned a lot of really good stuff Uh, early on um, being self-sufficient. You know, I had a degree in music. So, you know, what was I going to do with that? You know, I played Mm. with the symphony and, uh, you know, I taught drum lessons and taught at the local school university and, um, had a gig every Sunday at a, uh, restaurant doing, uh, jazz. I mean, I was, I was busy, you know, I had a five piece rock band. We were pretty successful, you know, so I did all that for years, but, um, working in it paid a lot more. You know so i took my computer knowledge and that early stuff from marketing and went into there and then i decided that um a couple years ago uh i decided you know if i'm when i retire from it i'm gonna to want to do something with my with my time
0: mm-hmm.
1: i always enjoyed the marketing side of internet marketing and i loved it and i like copywriting and the web design and making the graphics. I mean, the whole thing was fun, you know, to me. Um, Meeting people was a huge part of it for me, you know, making friends and the community. And I thought, well, I'm going to retire soon. What do I want to do? You know, I mean, I'm I'm a good ways away from retirement right now. But if I start with internet marketing now, Mm -hmm. then by the time I retire, not only will I have something that I enjoy doing, It'll be something that I enjoy doing that's lucrative, you know, which is always, you know, so um, I I decided a couple of years ago to get back into Internet marketing. Well, I had used uh, John Olson's uh, I Love Hits uh, traffic exchange years and years and years ago when mm-hmm. he owned that um, and knew him from back then. So when I decided to get back into Internet marketing, um, I looked up John Olson and you know so his whole thing that he espouses about people do business with those that they know like and trust you know the mantra that he sort of does all the time that all marketers use really but he's really big on that Mm -hmm. it's true and I'm an example of that because when I decided to go back into marketing who did I go to I went to the person that I remembered you know uh, so I knew him I liked what he did and I had trusted him back then so I I was like yeah what's John O doing oh look he started click track profit back up. That's really neat, you know, And hey look, there's a community and there's all this stuff. so that was pretty cool. So that's how I got back into it was because of this connection that I had from years ago with John.
0: right because I was in click track profit a long time ago, and I don't know yeah. you know they'd gone offline and then I was doing a couple other things. Well, they were offline and I'm like, they were I just wasn't going anywhere with them. And yeah. so when they relaunched, I was like, Yes, because I was upgraded. Yeah. And uh I'm like, oh my God, they started up again. This is awesome.
1: Yeah. He does really good with the uh uh with the whole crypto side of it. That's what I like, you know. It that really appeals to me, you know, that there's this compounding, especially with uh how he, you know, you you're just gaining influence by staking it and holding on to it i like that that i'm growing in sort of the the online numeric reputation of who you are on hive increases the more content you make and the more stuff people like i like that you know that's, so yeah
0: that's pretty awesome
1: it is i try to tell my friends that at the you know that i work with about this i'm like this is great you guys should get into hive and they're like oh, i'll just go buy ethereum I'm like, okay
0: okay fun with that yeah right <laughs> Well, Rob, thanks so much for sharing your journey with us tonight. I appreciate you being on here.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm glad I watched a couple of your others. It was cool to see. I didn't realize that you had done so many of these. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, that you're just, uh, you're you're creating quite a, a collection of these videos that you've made. I love the interviews. So it's, it's cool beans. Great. Yeah, it's
0: fun. It's been fun. I'm getting... Trying to get more people to do this.
1: So, since I'm into dad jokes, how about if we end it with a dad joke? Go ahead. All right. So, how do billboards communicate?
0: I have no idea.
1: Sign language. Oh. All right. (laughs) That's a corny one. I love dad jokes.
0: Yeah, they're good. I love the way you and your son share those. That's fun.
1: Yeah, he he, le- he wants to start making them again. So that's good. We'll, we'll create some more.
0: I'll look forward to those. Alrighty. All right, Rob. Well, you take care and we will see you around. Have right. a good evening.
1: All right. You too. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.